one day I realized I have two children that are watching me cry and go to work, come home crying, and I don't want to be there. And I'm talking to the man up above and I'm saying, you gave me all this talent. Why am I digging a ditch? Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news. It is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day. And some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. Gino Jerusi, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad that you are willing to be on the show, and I'll just preface this is I met you... When your sister reached out to me and said, hey, my brother has a YouTube video we would like to get out to the world. The rest is history. That was definitely a great turning point in my life. It was a tough go at that moment. We did the video and ever since then, I've never looked back. It's been phenomenal. That is so cool. So tell us what is phenomenal. What are you doing now? What's your life like? I still work in construction, still building Starbucks stores and renovate them. I also work for another construction company. But the greatest thing is, is from some of the videos I put out at that time, I did one with my cover band and it was an Eagle song called Love Will Keep Us Alive. And a production company saw me doing Love Will Keep Us Alive and they phoned me up and said, is that really you singing? And I said, yes, I I did it actually live. The video is a live video of, of me in my room, but they hired me to be in an Eagles tribute band. Now I'm touring. I just got back from the Maritimes. I don't know if you know where the Maritimes is. It's Eastern Canada. It's Halifax, Prince Edward Island, St. John, Moncton, Fredericton. Did uh, seven shows in 10 days. We've been touring quite a bit now. All theater shows uh, from 2,500 up to 10,000 people. Sold out shows three to four standing ovations a night. I'm singing over half the night. I've got a beautiful woman in my life now and she's been coming out on the tour. And every morning I get up, it's awesome. I can't wait to get started every day. Where for years it was like, I didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> when you make that change mentally, like you have to do it yourself. Nobody can help you. Nobody can help you. You have to get up one morning and go, okay, that's enough. And then within a week of doing that and being more positive and not looking at life like a downer or that everybody's out to get you, you start attacking life. You start going after life. You start to get in shape again, running or whatever you need to do and reading or whatever it is that you need to do to put yourself in a better place. Then the rest of the world just starts coming to you and everything starts happening for you and you're not struggling anymore. But you have to get out of that zone because we all go there. We all get there. And I'm not saying that there isn't days, some days where I get up and I'll cry for no reason through the day, off and on, not knowing why, not knowing how come. You just get in those modes. But then where they used to last a long time, they last maybe one day or half a day. I guess that's your way of recharging your battery, I guess. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I only know me. <laughs> it's easy to go, oh, life is wonderful and everything's good. But what you're saying is life is wonderful, things are good, but there is still stuff that might oh. make us sad or make us cry. 100%. But we choose to be the person that says, I'm going to face this. 
right and hide from it. So when I met you, Gino, the story you told me broke my heart. You had been a music teacher and you were a single dad raising your kids on your own. And you had to take this job that you didn't want to take. And every day was a drudgery. So take us back there a little bit. I may cry. (laughs) Okay, we can handle a man crying. I went through a terrible, terrible breakup where the mother of my children, a very well-respected human being and very beautiful and had a great job and got with some undesirable people, got into drugs, got into alcohol, left the family. I went through numerous court things. I went to jail twice for nothing. I was on tour with a a band called Crystal Shawanda, and she was able to get a restraining order on me against her and my children, and I wasn't even in the country. So there was a lot of social workers got involved, the police got involved, the courts got involved, and there was a lot of discontent onto me. And a lot of people, uh, she was able to convince who knows what made her decide to make everybody go against me. But she did a great job. And then things are just down and out. And we got the house taken away because I was on tour and sending money home and the bills weren't getting paid. And I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. I came home and the cars were getting towed away. So much. Oh, it was just awful. Negative, negative, negative. One day, the social workers called me and said, we're going to give you full custody of your children. I was very, very angry with the whole system, because nobody believed me what exactly was going on. And then one day she ended up in the emergency hospital uh, full of Oxycontin, heroin, cocaine, all these things. And then all of a sudden, everybody's believing Gino. Well, I told them in a way to go pound sand and hung up on them. And then the head person from Victoria, from the parliament buildings, they're calling me, need you to come down here and we're going to give you custody of the children. Meanwhile, for two and a half years, And $68,000 later in lawyers' bills, that was all for nothing because now all of a sudden everybody believes me. But it cost me my heart and soul and everything. So the system doesn't work properly, as I found out. And it's not really everybody's fault. It's just the way everything is. And I don't hold a grudge against everybody. or It just was not a good thing. So me and the kids went through therapy for three and a half years and the government paid for it. They realized they, they did a a big mistake. And I took this job, this construction job, and I was crying every single day going to work. Every single day. And then one day I realized I have two children that are watching me cry and go to work and cry and go to work and come home crying. And I don't want to be there. And I'm talking to the man up above and I'm saying, You gave me all this talent. Why am I digging a ditch? I'll come back to that because I actually get it now. At the time, I did not get it. And I was upset. One day I woke up and I went, I can't do this anymore. I can't look in the mirror and be a boohoo guy and oh, woe is me. Because nothing's getting done. The house isn't getting clean. Nothing's getting done. And I'm terrible to people and people are terrible to me. I just went, I got to change my attitude. I got to figure this out. And then exactly a week later, one of the guys comes up to me and says, I hear you're a singer. And I said, no, not really. And he said, yes, you are. I know you are. I've seen you sing. And I go, okay, I am. And he says, why don't we do a video of you on the construction site singing? I'm like, not a chance. Uh, I'm 
thanks a lot, kid, but I'm I'm not in. He kept bugging me and bugging me. I go, okay, let's let's do one. What song do you want to do? He goes, well, I hear you write. And I go, I do. And he goes, let's do one of your songs. And I said, okay. So we end up doing this video on breaks and at lunch. And, and it turns out this kid is like an amazing videographer. We get the video done. We put it out. And the next thing I know, CTV, Global, all these radio stations and newspapers wanted to do a story because it was at the time when COVID hit and it was at the biggest point of COVID. And they wanted some good, feel good stories. And and I guess I ended up being a feel good story, which turned into a big spot on local TV and all across Canada, construction newspapers, radio shows, newspapers, other newscasts. And then from that point, things just started to blossom. I got some new management from the United States. I've uh, donated a song to the Ukraine for the war and, and everything happened. Now, going forward, I didn't want to ever be in a relationship again, kind of done with everything. And But now I'm in a relationship and now I'm in this great band and great group of people and we're touring like crazy. It's just been fabulous and just had a great Christmas, a great New Year's playing lots, singing lots, singing better than I've ever sang in my entire life, which is really weird because I'm 100 now and your voice <laughs> is supposed to go the other way, but mine's going upwards. And it's just, it's, it's a blast. It's a blast to get up every morning. It's a blast to really reflect on what I just told you. And here's what I'm about to say. If I didn't go through what I went through, I would not appreciate everything that happening now as much as I do and how blessed I am and how grateful I am for all that's happened. It's like you look at the struggle is what kind of catapulted you into your next, even though Absolutely. it's tough and you would never ask to go through that. No, but now I appreciate and understand I wouldn't appreciate what I have today. I would appreciate it, but I wouldn't understand it and appreciate it the way I do if I didn't go through what I went through. Now it's like, uh, like I say, I'm very blessed and very grateful for the talents that I have. Being able to be a single father of two, because there's no book, there's no way of knowing. And now my son is fourth year going to university, going to be a lawyer and went through high school with straight A's. Both of my children have done extremely well. My, my daughter just graduated from high school, but and she's done extremely well as well. But they could have went the other way because of all the stuff that they had to go through when it was 50-50. They saw a lot of things that they shouldn't have seen. It made them more mature than all their friends are today. They had to grow up a lot faster. But in hindsight, once again, if they didn't see both sides of the story, the good, the bad, the ugly, maybe they're doing drugs now. Maybe they're drinking now, which they don't do at all. And all their friends are doing it, but they don't. They know what the end result could end up being. Not to say that everybody's going to be a drug user and everybody's going to be an alcoholic. And I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they definitely know what going too far is about. I remember, Gino, a time when you told me a story you had mentioned how people did not believe you. And so they right. kind of cast you as the bad guy. But Absolutely. after the video came out and you were kind of getting on your feet again, was it the mayor of a town? Somebody recognized you 
And it just made your day. You were on a construction site. Yeah, it was, it was the mayor of Coquitlam. Yeah, I was working at City Hall and the police station. So he saw me every day, but didn't know who I was and then saw me on the news. And then just he went on his Facebook, Gino Jerusi this, Gino Jerusi that. And it was a it was a great thing. And then professors were coming down to the site and people were coming down to the site. They started to ask me to do motivational speaking, which I never heard, you know, like, Oh, thought I, I, what do you need to hear from me? Well, I've been doing it at high schools and universities now. It's been great to tell the story in way more in depth and to help others understand that people are going to do things to you every day. And people are going to, a lot of the similar things are going to happen. The only thing you can change is how you react. I talk about that a lot. Like people don't make you upset. You do. You're the one that is making you upset. They may say nasty things or do nasty things, but you have a choice to either buy into it or know who you are and go, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I don't see it that way. And you can explain the way you feel and how you see it. And maybe they understand or maybe they don't, but it's not up to you to make them understand. It's up to them because everybody's walking around with a perception of what things should be. And I'm walking around going, well, that's the way they are. And if you're going to be that way, well, I, I'm not buying in. Just because your buddies are doing that, that doesn't mean you have to. And if they bug you to do it, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you don't want to smoke a joint, don't smoke it. You don't want to have alcohol, don't. If you want to try something, I guess, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. But don't feel obligated because somebody's pushing you. I'm not a big religious person, but I believe in spirit and I believe in the universe. And I believe that there may be somebody... And do I pray every night? Every, every single night, every single night. And I even pray through the day. Like I give thanks to everything that I have, everything that I'm able to do and the talents. At the end of the day, we are in control of our emotions. We just have to take control of them. That's such wisdom. And I remember when I first met you, you had said some of these things. You were kind of on the other side. The video had already come out. And I remember thinking how... When you talked about gratitude and how when we begin to embrace gratitude, yeah, then life can really change because we're no longer living in lack, we're living in abundance because we recognize yeah. that we have absolutely, yeah. And the minute you stop worrying, the minute things get better because you're not dwelling on the negative, the negative can drive you into the ground. You can go to all the therapy you want in the world until you start believing in yourself and loving yourself, then the world starts to love you, and I mean the world. I mean, like animals, the birds, the trees, the you know, the earth. All of a sudden, you just feel like you're part of something rather than being all alone. So that was really the shift for you. Oh, yeah. I'm a big proponent of self-talk and our mind can change our brain. And there's this great book called What to Say When Talking to Yourself. He also has an app with its self-talk. So it's not affirmations. But it's self-talk and you just listen while you're brushing your teeth or whatever. But it reminds our brain, it reminds us of who we really are. Because when right. we're spiraling, like when nobody believed you, it'd be really easy to go, I must really be a douche because <laughs> everybody hates me. Three and a half years, I didn't look at myself in the mirror because I started believing everything that was coming at me. The power of that negative talk. And if it's oh. that powerful... Think how powerful the positive. Right? As you go through this, all of a sudden you realize that being positive 
takes less energy, way less energy. What being positive does take is intention. Absolutely. You have to believe it. You have to believe what you're telling yourself. And it's not that hard because you're not lying. So many people tell stories and you can tell right away. When people are speaking from the heart, you know it, you feel it. You don't need to say anything. Body language is everything. And there's that deep down, as a coach, a lot of times people will tell me things and I'll say, but deep down, what do you know that you know that you know? And right. that's what we're talking about, right? Word, <laughs> word. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Sometimes we go through these things where something happens and people have the perception of what they think. And you tell them, no, that's not what happened. Or no, that you cannot convince them otherwise. And that's really difficult because all of a sudden it does become hurtful. You do feel like that the life's been sucked out of you because they're not believing you what the situation really was. And then if you're dealing with intellectual people or whatever, they'll take that in a couple of days later, they'll say, oh, that was my thoughts of what was going on. That wasn't reality. It's just because we all have triggers and somebody said something years ago or something happened and it reminded them exactly of what happened at that point. But I'm not that person. You could even look like somebody and then exactly. be misunderstood. That's so good. And it's so important for us to keep in our core who we really are, who we yeah. were created to be, yeah. who we know that we are. One of the things that is so important to me is I just really believe in self-growth and daily self-growth. And sometimes I feel like a weirdo saying that, but every day I work on self-talk every day I work on getting quiet. And I know that it really does make a difference. You had mentioned a couple books that you're reading. And I think that at least the ones I've read that you've read, <laughs> talk about how important that self-growth journey are. What are the books that you're reading? Uh, one is the Matthew McConaughey. I just got it, so I haven't actually started. Another book is Steve Lukather from the band Toto. He's the guitar player. And all the trials and tribulations that man went through. And, you know, you're talking about all these superstars. And again, he talks about people misunderstanding or all that kind of stuff and getting through and losing friends because of a misunderstanding. As a group, as human beings, we have to look at all the sides, not just what's going through your mind. You got to put yourself in that person's shoes. I may look at a person. I'm not looking at them like, oh, I want to be with them. I just saw them and I, they walked by and I, and I looked. It doesn't mean that I'm interested. Or I may have said, oh, you know, I don't like that particular kind of music. It doesn't mean I don't like the music. It's just that particular time at that particular moment. It doesn't mean I won't play it or sing it or whatever. Or I might not like that particular type of food. And then somebody brings me some of it and I eat it. And I'll, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I love this. As a kid, I loved mushrooms. And then all of a sudden, I hated them. And now I love them again. Our minds, bodies, and souls, we go through these roller coaster rides of internal stuff as well. So maybe one day I'm thinking one way, maybe another day I'm thinking another way. And it's okay. And it's okay to make mistakes because we make them. So as a human race, we have to allow one another to make mistakes. When I do these talks at schools, I talk about that a lot. I talk about how at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And then if we don't allow ourselves to make a mistake, how do we allow others to make mistakes? Because that's where all the arguing and, and the miscommunication comes from, because we're not allowing one another to make the mistakes. Our story matters. And I love it. 
that you have walked this journey and that you share this story and especially that you share it with young people. When you look at all that you've been through, because what I love is, you know, when I met you however many years ago, you were at one place and now you're like, oh, but now I understand. So what is it that you really, really want people to know? It isn't doom and gloom. At the moment, it seems like doom and gloom. You can't see the trees through the forest. So you have to take yourself out of the forest and deal with things one thing at a time. Don't deal with everything at once because you cannot. We are not capable of dealing with 18 things at once because you never get it done. It just doesn't get done. So what I did, this isn't for everybody. I wrote down everything, 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 everything. And I took to that list and I did, okay, today is this thing. And it may take a week or a month to do that one thing but I got it done. Then I went to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then all of a sudden I started feeling the pressure off my shoulders. I started feeling like I'm alive. I felt great. And because I was accomplishing all these tasks, everything, which gave me confidence in new tasks because the new tasks keep coming, but now I can handle them a lot better and delegate them a lot better within my mind. And as I did everything, things just became so much easier. Life became so much easier. But again, when everything comes together and the, all that negative, it's it's a tough go. It's tough. I can't tell you when and how. I can tell you how that I did it, but I can't tell you when that day comes for you. It has to come internally. You have to wake up and go, I've had enough. And that's what I did. That's you know, I'm not saying that everybody can do that, but that's what I did. Well, you said I've had enough, but you also made a change, which was to change your mindset, to oh, change your thinking. Yeah, absolutely. That's what started it. I had to change and stop crying. Poor me, poor me, poor me. Well, all that wasn't getting me anywhere, not anywhere at all. Well, Gino, thank you so much. We'll put links to your music below. Oh, thank um, you. It's just on YouTube, Gino Jerusi. Thank you. Do you have brain fog? Are you exhausted all the time? Do you struggle with depression? How about cravings? Imagine an enzyme that turns sugar into fiber. For a link to order your bottle, email me at lacoach at comcast.net. That's L-A-C-O-A-C-H at comcast.net. Three things we learned from Gino. One, I love it that he was digging ditches and he cried out to God and said, hey, I've got all this talent, recognizing that we have gifts and that we can be using them and that it was so important to him to be the kind of dad that shows up for his kids and shows them what it means to find gratitude, to be in a place of learning and growing. And lastly, if you're a musician and someone says, hey, let's make a music video, <laughs> go for it. I know this is a podcast, so you can't really see it. But here's the song. And imagine a bunch of construction workers with their overalls and their hats and big old reflective coats on doing the can-can to this song. You can find it on YouTube. Hey, Gino. Yeah. I heard you could sing. You heard wrong, man. Uh, don't quit your day job then.
just in love with the girl And she's just in love with me I'm just in love with the girl And she's in love with me She cuts a real fine figure in satin and lace She's got me grinning all over the place I'm just in love with a girl And she's just in love with me I met lots of honeys all around the world Swinging from town to town I savored all the sweetness and all of that jazz You know I've had my fill If you had told me someday I'd be Standing at the altar at a quarter to three I'd say I'm just in love with a girl And she's just in love with me I thought I was doing fine Till I saw that chorus line You were the gal who caught my eye You gave me a kick Well, gave me a thrill, yeah I'm just in love with a girl And she's just in love with me Yes, I'm just in love with a girl And she's in love with me big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance. <laughs>